ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Pod. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. And Matt, I realize we missed a, an amazing holiday for for cinema and horror. <laughs> sure, it wasn't our fault though. We had a lot of Godzilla shit to talk about. Yeah, we were talking about Godzilla, and we blew through Mother's Day like bad sons. <laughs> we, we, we totally did we totally did sorry mom i know you're not listening but <laughs> well sorry know, aaron's mom sorry mrs aaron i know i know i know my mom does listen and we we blew through we blew through mother's day and didn't even make a big deal about it but uh i think that when you look at movies and you look at mm-hmm. horror movies especially man all these writers moms must have been terrible because moms in movies are often just bad there, there are. I mean, there's, there's. It's not even just bad. There's a lot of evil or like mean moms who like you're like ah yeah oh my <laughs> god. So I count myself lucky that that was not the case for me. My mom's awesome. What about you, Matt? My mom is actually on the list of moms I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> did did she like lock you in a closet and like make you pray a lot or like? Did she start a evil brood of mutant children? No, she would just come into the room and be like, what are you doing tonight? And I would say, uh, I'm, no, you're not doing anything. You're staying here. And then she'd slam the door. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, heinous, dude. What a heinous mom. <laughs> no, she was definitely not evil. She was a handful, but she was definitely not evil. <laughs> There were, yeah, there's there's some of the women on this list. There's like, whoa, shit. Yeah. And like, I'm watching some stuff. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Holy cow. So let's dive into it, man. Uh, who should we hit up first? Who's 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 a gnarly one? I feel like we should go with the first one should be the one that probably comes to most people's mind. And that's Mommy Dearest, right? No wire hangers. Dude. So you got. Uh, for those of you guys who haven't seen the movie, it's a great, great movie, and it's got amazing performances yeah. all the way around. All um, the way I've around. I've seen this movie definitely like a couple times before, but I watched it specifically for this this episode, and it's uh, it's uh, Faye Dunaway yep. playing Joan Crawford, yep. and it is unreal. Have you you seen this before? Oh yes. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's so gnarly, and it's it's from the point of view of of Joan Crawford's children. Mm-hmm. And she is just psychologically and physically abusive to them in the worst way. And she'll get like, I don't know if she gets drunk, but they she goes on these benders where she just is insane. It looks the way the movie is. And the movie is from a book also called Mommy Dearest, which was written by her daughter. And the, um, there's a brother. They're both adopted. Yeah. The brother in the movie nightly gets strapped into his bed, but they don't comment on it. And yeah. the brother has like four lines the entire film through spanning from like when he was a kid to when he was an adult and Joan Crawford dies. So the kid, the boy in the movie is like an afterthought. Now, I don't know. I haven't read the book. I don't know if in the book there's a lot more with him, but it's mostly about the girl. And in the movie, the mom is only shitting on the girl. The mom doesn't do anything to the boy except lock him, physically restrain him in his bed. But the first thing she does that we see in the movie is there's a big birthday party and this little beautiful little chubby cheeked big nose little cute little chub chub 
kid who's just <laughs> having this great time at this like storybook, you know, enchanted birthday on this big Crawford Mansion estate. And there's like a merry-go-round and slides and she's having this great time. And at the end of the day, she's hugging this doll and her mom's like, do you like that doll? She said, yes, mommy. And the Joan Crawford says, or, the, you know, Faye Dunaway, as Joan Crawford says, is that your favorite present from all of your presents today? And the little girl's so excited. She says, yes, I love this one the most. And then Joan Crawford says, well, good. We'll give away the rest of your presents tomorrow and that can be the one that you keep. And this little actress's heart breaks in her face and you could see it and you're like, oh shit, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. And it just gets worse from there. It's so messed up. Yeah. And that, like, that's how it opens. And you're like, what a bitch. But the whole movie is full of those moments. And it culminates. Well, she gets kind of like almost bipolar. Like, yes. it, it, like she, things are just fine. And then just snap. Something sets her off. And she goes way off the fucking deep end. And throughout the movie, it's about how Joan Crawford is kind of aging out of what Hollywood wants her to be. Right. Um, as an actress, she's getting older. She has a lot of power, but people don't want to work with her anymore. Uh, her romance endeavors are kind of falling apart, and she comes home and basically you know, kicks the dog, except instead of a dog, it's a little girl and her brother. Mm -hmm. And the most famous scene is the no-wire hanger, so she sees that her daughter has put a dress on a wire hanger, and she said, don't do that, and she unbends the wire hanger, just starts swiping at the girl with it and then drags her into the bathroom to make her like clean the floor with like the borax powder. Right, powder, like, spilling it everywhere, hitting her with the borax powder. Dumping it, it on her and it like... And dude, this yeah. takes place in the middle of the night. The yeah. kids the kids are sleeping in the same... The, the, the boy and the girl, little boy and little girl sleep in the same room. Yeah. And... The mother comes in and she's looking. First of all, she got face cream all over her face and so she, she looks scary as shit. Yeah, she looks like a and dead she body looks at this like point. Doting at the kids, and then she goes into the girl's closet and she's like slowly like sliding things from one side of the closet to the other, looking at them like adorably, like oh, I have such a cute daughter. And then the last thing is on a wire hanger. And she flips out. She throws everything out of the closet, handfuls at a time. She's like ripping the clothes. Yeah. She's like, I buy you $300 dresses and this is how. And you're like, first of all, you're like, I doubt that that kid is the one that put it on a wire hanger. Like, where does a fucking kid get hangers? Yeah. You know? And she's screaming. Yeah. She hits her with the, and then she, she hits her with the, the wire hanger. No wire hangers. She's beating her with it. And then she brings her into the bathroom. She's like, do you call this floor clean? It's like the same scene. It's the middle of the night. Little fucking girl oh, was just sleeping. It goes on and on and on. It's, and then it's she's like, brutal. she's like, she goes, and dude, and I work with kids a lot, right? She yeah. goes, clean this mess up. And the room is covered in borax powder. And she starts, Joan Crawford starts to walk away and the little girl's crying on the floor and she goes, how? And you're like, fuck, kids can't do anything. And this is like a terrible situation. Even if you didn't scream, beat, and drag the kid into that room, if you just brought a kid into that room and was like, clean this up, it's kind of beyond their scope of like operating abilities, you know? Yeah. So she's like, figure it out. And she walks away. Then the little brother in his fucking harness unclips himself from the bed and comes in and he goes, I'll help you. And she goes, no, get out of here. She'll kill me if she, if you help. And the boy walks away and gets back in bed and the little girl starts crying and she looks like kind of up and to the side and she just to herself goes, Jesus Christ. And you're like, fuck. It's yeah. like, it's definitely one of the heavier scenes of the movie. It's not the only one, but it's like, it's, it's the, like to me that's like the pinnacle of crazy that's where it just really just 
Sure. It, after that, there are definitely waves of crazy, but that's like the most intense scene, and it goes on for a long time. And, and that's, that's just definitely gnarly. the one that's known. Like everyone knows. No wire hangers, the, yeah. Right. And it, you asked me about my mom. It's actually interesting. There's a couple things that, you know, when you watch a movie, you're like, oh, that happened to me kind of and watching this movie last night it reminded me do you remember the star wars bendums when we were little yeah there were figures that were made out of rubber and in the middle there was like some sort of you know like a, a opposable metal that you can kind of bend probably so they were a like, wire hanger well it was like something <laughs> like that right yeah and i remember like one night i was sleeping and my mom came in and she started like looking through my star wars figures and at first she was like excited about it but then she saw the Bendems and she picked it up and she threw me on the floor <laughs> and she picked up, it was a bounty hunter and she picked it up. She started hitting me with him. She said, no more wire daggers. <laughs> <laughs> wire dangers. Oh Dude, I thought God. about that shit last night. I was so excited to tell you the joke. I waited for fucking 12 <laughs> hours to tell that joke. No more wire daggers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god now, now that is a deep nerd joke for those right? of you who don't know Dangar was yeah if one you of the laughed you're hunters. a fucking dork <laughs> first of all there's no way they would have made a wire bend him Dangar <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dangar barely, barely got his own toy oh my god he's the toilet I had, paper I had the chewy hunter. and the thing that always bugged me about him because it was like cool I can pose him but then you'd flip him over and they'd have like little holes little in their holes, backs little holes yeah yeah and you're like what's up with that shit I have no idea if they were actually called Bendems either. I just made that up for the or oh I, really? They might well, have been called. I knew that. exactly what you were talking about. I had the Chewbacca yeah. Well, they one. were. They definitely had had bendy figures. Yeah. Oh man. And I, and I got beat with them. <laughs> <laughs> I got beat. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Dude, well, I was sitting there and I was like, "What sounds like wire hanger?" And I immediately was like, <laughs> "Danger." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me too. <laughs> I, I, was know, like, I know, I know, uh, I know, I did. I was I like, damn, dude, damn. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write a tell-all book about then, my mom. And then Aubrey un unclipped herself from the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sister Aubrey, she unclipped herself. Oh, Aubrey would not, Aubrey would not come in and help me clean up. Aubrey, Aubrey <laughs> did, she brought me a dinosaur once after I got my mouth rinsed out with soap. I remember that. Oh. But otherwise, Aubrey was pretty much like, hey, if he's getting in trouble, sweet. Sweet. I'll go over here and eat a cookie. Hey, look at me. I'm the good daughter. <laughs> I hate I hate wire dangers. I don't even have spy Star Wars figures. <laughs> well, well, we've got we've got Joan Crawford from Mommy Dearest. Can you think of another oh, mean mom? Yeah, right right in the same sort of vein. Let's take Mommy Dearest add hyper religion and psychic powers and we have <laughs> Carrie's mom, Margaret white yeah man played by piper Laurie, and this is one of those like another one of those ones where it's just like oh man your life is so tough as a kid and it's the movie carrie and you know based on the stephen king novel we have young carrie played by sissy spacek yeah and you know she's bullied she's super weird you know she was raised weird she's like kind of a homeschool kid situation and her uh, face also looks like sissy spacex face. <laughs> <laughs> so she had that kind of has that deer in headlights all at all times thing <laughs> yeah so she, yeah, her her mom is just hyper religious and really again bipolar very emotionally unstable and every time she comes home with like legitimate questions and legitimate issues she kind of gets beat up locked in a closet and and then like 
parade around in some sort of hyper vigilance. It's really creepy. And she does, Piper Laurie does an amazing job because I feel like crazy like drunk is one of those things that everyone's like, oh, I could, I could pretend like I'm drunk. I could pretend like I'm crazy. Yeah. But it's so easy to over or underdo it, pretty much overdo it, right? Most people are crazy. Yeah. But like to really nail it. And she is, in my opinion, like the scariest part of that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's a really, really, and especially in a Stephen King, Stephen King has a lot of characters like that where like, they're larger than life. They're a little over the top emotionally. And then when you put them in a film, it turns a little cartoony sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it was probably half direction and half acting, but it really, I mean, she fucking nailed it. And you are scared for Sissy Spacek, for Carrie, every time she gets in trouble with this stuff. And there's times where the, you know, the mom's always accusing of her being a whore and stuff. She's going to prom and yeah, yeah, dude, that that praying well, closet. She ends up like, ch- yeah, she ends up locking her in there, and and she ends up like chasing her down with a knife at the end when she's mm-hmm. like, "If I can't save your soul, I can go to end it," and and you know, Carrie ends up impaling her with a bunch of a bunch of sharp objects with her mind powers, which is freaking cool. Yeah, when my mom put me in the closet under the stairs, <laughs> I don't, I don't have a cool pun for this one, but I could not. I mean, I have mind powers, so it didn't work. I'm actually recording this from that closet. <laughs> you impaled her with Star Wars figures and micro machines. <laughs> Why micro machines? Do we throw in like a twang of Home Alone? Why not? <laughs> That's a good w- segue into uh, Home Alone. <laughs> Speaking of bad moms. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. I love that you have this. Do you want to tell... Well, you should introduce it, but so, I'm looking... So when Ruby we first came up... A, uh, yeah, a when, we, when we first... Well, we're going to pull back the, the launch pad curtain. So we share a document that's like ideas. And Matt was like, let's do bad moms. I was like, great, awesome. And my list has all these bad moms. And he was like, I was thinking more on like the evil side. And I was like, oh, oh, because I have like... Home Alone 2. <laughs> Catherine Not O'Hara. Home Alone 1. That cracked me up. It says it's top of your list. Yeah. Home Alone 2 mother. Well, Catherine that was the O'Hara. one that came to my mind because the Home Alone 1 mother, you know what? I think it's a little far-fetched, but I'll give it to her. She made a mistake. <laughs> she she feels bad. She does everything she can to get back to her. She does everything she can. She goes on the... She, she takes a ride from John Candy. She's lucky she got back alive and wasn't carved up and left for dead on the road of the freezing highway of Chicago. Oh, man. We should make a... <laughs> movie about that troop of of musicians of polka players killing people yeah and she like had a it could be called polka choka and they're chokers (laughs) (laughs) and and she was a narrow miss like they they were planning on killing her and and it was Mm -hmm. a narrow miss and she escaped oh you know what no you know what (laughs) going off on a tangent they, they're, they're, the way that they got them was they put chloroform on the clarinet reed so when he offers her to play it she says no anyone who says yes they go do 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 do, because <laughs> she he's pushy about it. He's like try it, and she's like no. And he's like try yeah, it, and she's like sure, no. And he's sure. like try it, and she's like yeah. no. You know why? Choke, 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 choke. Yeah, it was poison on the on the clarinet reed. <laughs> anyway, evil moms. I mean, bad moms. <laughs> so Home Alone one. I think she's still a good mother. But you get to Home Alone 2 and like, man, that's just negligence. No bones about it. If that came to court, they're like, I'll give you one, two. Right. <laughs> like child services came and like, uh, all right, explain. They're like, okay, so tickets fell in the thing and then the, the, the soda fell in there and you couldn't get see the tickets and then he got in trouble. He was in there and then I tried to get back and they're like, all right, 
And then like after Home Alone 2, they're like, ma'am. Yeah. We're uh, just we're just taking your kid away. Period. Again? <laughs> we, I'll be honest. We usually don't let people get away with one. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like one would have a pretty big court case behind it. I mean, there'd be a long series of investigations. Home Alone, <laughs> but, but, Home Alone 3 should have been Kevin protecting the house from the child service people coming to take him away. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> so I misread the assignment. Um, so most of my moms are uh, in the just shitty parents category and not technically You do people. have some good shitty parents on here. There are. There are some really shitty parents. Um, but, but back to evil parents, who do you have? Um, I have a pretty interesting poll that I found that I was doing some research thinking about it. I have a character named Mrs. Eleanor Iceland, who was Angela Lansbury's character from the original Manchurian Candidate. Oh, interesting. Have you seen that movie? I love this movie. That movie is amazing. And it's, it's I mean, you, you watch it, it's got so many great twists and turns. Uh, it's, a, it's a really tense thriller. It's about this guy who's been brainwashed to be an assassin for political motivated stuff. Yeah. And spoiler alert at the end the curtains pulled back and his mom is part of the fucking plot played by angela lansbury not only part of the plot she's like the ringleader because she wants to dominate her husband is a senator yeah and she's been manipulating him to to get power for him because she really wants the power for herself but now she literally she fucked up her son so that he literally is an assassin, a mindless assassin well, and when the something whole, happens. The whole premise of the Manchurian Candidate is there's a secret government program of brainwashed assassins that if you say a certain series of words or a, a symbol that makes your, your mind trigger, you turn into an assassin. Right, with a, a, a single goal of oh, fulfilling that mission the, until you're turned of Zoolander. off. I mean, basically. Fair enough. <laughs> it's before it's time. But, it, I mean, it was a big deal at the time because there was this serious, like, fear of brainwashing and, like, secret Russian agents and all this, uh, you know, they were way into that secret stuff, the secret government operations and things like that. And the Manchurian Candidate plays on all those paranoias, and it is so good. And she is it's, really it's diabolical. And they remade it later. With Denzel um, Washington. Yeah, and Meryl Streep played that part, and it was not nearly as potent. The first one, it was one of those movies that I remember watching as uh, in a, as a high schooler when AFI came out with their top America, top one hundred American films of all time. Yeah, most of them I hadn't seen, so I started buying and and taping and watching them. And when I got to that one, it on the cover looks like something a you know a contemporary high schooler would not be interested in, but I immediately got sucked in. It's so fucking good, and she does a great job. And then once you find out like. Man, you were the fucking ringleader of you were the, the the puppet master of this assassination plot. Yeah, like can you imagine brainwashing your son? So to, crazy. My mom did that to me once. <laughs> <laughs> I was once a political assassin. Uh, it was called the Mat the Maturian candidate. <laughs> anytime I was shown a Punisher comic, I went into a blind rage and assassinated <laughs> people. <laughs> My mom came in one night and was like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, uh, she's like, no, you're going out and killing. And then she closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> you're assassinating political You're assassinating my political means. <laughs> well, no, that's I funny. I love that one. I, because I think I, that's a good one. I also had uh, Angela Lansbury on my list. In a different movie? Yeah, in a different movie. In uh, Beauty and the Beast, she played Mother Potts. 
And um, I think she was a shitty mom because <laughs> also we don't really know if it's the mom. I don't know if Chip's her son or her grandchild or just somebody she's taking care of. Like, is he an orphan? What's going on? We don't know. But she should have gotten out of that job before they were turned into teapots. And especially when they were turned into teapots, I wouldn't be happy about it. I'd be like, I quit. Like, I quit. Seriously, I quit. I'm going to go be a teapot somewhere else for some other home that didn't get me turned into a teapot. So, do you think? <laughs> do you think another? Do you think another home would have hired a talking teapot? <laughs> would you not hire a talking teapot? I mean, I guess I, it's suppose what what the job was. <laughs> um, make you tea. She makes you tea, dude, and she talks and sings awesome songs about it. And yeah, she has a fun gotta, little chip. But then you got to drink the tea out of her nose. How do you drink tea, Matt? <laughs> well, then, no, you, you pour it out of her nose, right? And then you don't drink it out of her nose. You yeah, pour well, it out of her nose. I, I, you're drinking it out of her son's head. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, I thought you were going to say she was a shitty mom because he had a big chip out of him. He was a crack. Like his head was cracked. Yeah, and she didn't get that shit repaired. Yeah, possibly. You could also make that argument. But I was just like, once you had this job at like this abusive beast house, I would get the fuck out. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that's true. And she, yeah, she endangered a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see the child services person be like, um, all right, we finished that shit at the McAllister's. Now we have to go to 123 Creepy Wolf Lane Road to that giant. Oh, I heard there's not even a human there. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he a, pr- a prince in some dubious timeline that doesn't quite make sense? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was, yeah, a he was a pompous prince that got turned into some old hag turned him into that for being a dick. And now all the children are are teapots? Yeah. Mm. She revenged the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she sure did. She's like, you're a dick. Everyone who ever worked for you, fucked. Yeah. What a... That person's a jerk. Whoever Here's that the is. thing. You're working in the castle, right? You're like... Yep. I don't know. You're a fucking house cleaner and you're cleaning and all of a sudden you're a fucking broom. Yeah. Like, it, I don't. I bet you a memo didn't go out first. Like, it wasn't like, guys. I'm sorry to tell you, but by the end of the day, we're all going to be fucking things. It was just like you're just doing stuff, and all of a sudden, yeah. Wait, now I'm a fucking oven. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, what did he have to like eventually? Like, word spread. Like, can you imagine you're an oven? You're like, wait, now I'm a fucking like self-aware oven. And then like a bureau walks in, is like, yeah, I got bad news, bro. Yeah. You know how much that prince was a dick? Well, he was a dick to some old lady, and now this. Oh, my God. Who who got the short straw and was like the goddamn bidet? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, a bidet is a rich person toilet that sprays water on your b-hole. <laughs> well, I guess you'd be okay because at that point, there were no humans left in the castle, right? Yeah, but you got a hairy I don't beast think, You ass. think the beast was using a toilet? He wasn't wearing clothes, barely. Do you think he's just going outside and squatting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, then he comes in and rubs his ass on a, a sentient carpet? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, imagine that. The beast comes in and starts to scoot on a carpet, and the carpet is trying to get away. Like, imagine that. I'm <laughs> it's the carpet from Aladdin, and it's trying to, like, eat or eat or eat or across the floor. The beast is chasing it with a shit Heidi. <laughs> and he still has that don't look at me face on. 
Well, let's get back we, to some bad moms, say, dude. We've we digressed got? from some mean moms. We'll let's do see a, here. We'll do a sentient object episode. <laughs> I got... That would be it. We should have interviews with the objects. That would be good. Oh, that'd be hysterical. Um, mean moms. I got a good mean mom. Yeah, who do you got? I got a mom who was so overprotective of her child who, although the child was dead, murdered for his revenge. What? I got a woman named... Pamela Voorhees. Such a good boy, Jason. Today was his birthday. Friday and today the was his birthday. So good. They Classic were making crazy. love when they should have been watching him. <laughs> Spoiler alert, end of the first Friday the 13th movie, Jason is not the killer yet. It's his mom. Yep. And you would know that if you listen to our guest spot on the Famous Monsters podcast. where That's we did right. All of the Friday 13th a movies. Retrospective on all of, yeah, all the movies. That was our timed one, right? That was super good, yeah. The, but yeah, that's. I think it, that was a, a really cool movie. It was a cool idea. A lot of, a lot of I, there was probably not a ton of, at least not older women killers. Yeah. But that was, that was a real fun one. It's an interesting uh, entry into that series, but she uh, is killing all these camp counselors and other tangent people to you know, coming to investigate and stuff like that. And it's interesting because the first movie is definitely more of a whodunit because yeah. there's a lot of like killers POV where they'll surprise someone that she's about to kill and they'll be like, oh, oh, you scared me. It's you. Yeah. And then they get killed and you're like, oh, so I know that it's that character has to be someone that you know. So you're trying to figure it out. Uh, that is a part that I always forget about and really like that they're like oh we we didn't mean anything we were just coming up here to you know fool around and they know the person well enough to not be scared by them right right and they're trying to talk their way out of it which means okay so it's someone on an authority there's a couple counselors who you think it could be there's a guy who's like running the camp that you think it might be there's it, police people the, that it she could was be. the cook right Oh, good question. I don't I, know what her job I think, was. I think she was the cook at the camp, and then you know her son Jason was deformed, and people picked on him, and then he drowned in the lake because... You're right. Camp- I think she does say that. I think yeah. she does say, I was the cook here. And it's interesting because, as we said in that podcast, like she probably tried some other things first to be like, okay, we got to do some like swimming awareness classes so we you know aren't negligent. We need to do some like no drug classes so people aren't off smoking pot in the woods and tried to like clamp down on the rules first, and everybody... But it just kept blowing her off and shit kept happening that she kept being pissed about and it drove her to murder. I don't think she immediately went to Murderville. You don't think she immediately went to murder before Jason was before Jason was drowned? No, well, I mean, once Jason was drowned, I think it, she probably wasn't murdered immediately. There's probably a little bit of time where she tried to like find closure or like so oh, I see. You think she tried to like make the best of his death in productive ways? Yeah, before like before murdering. Probably tried to raise awareness and help get the rules better for camp. And when they were like, "Nah, we're just a bunch of stupid kids who want to go bone and smoke pot in the woods," she was like, "I'll show you pot in the woods." Oh, I disagree. I think she was killing the people who were pulling him at his dead body out of the lake. Oh, she like was already the second. It she happened. was like, "Yeah," mm-hmm. he was like, "Mom, help me!" Blah, blah, blah. Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a pretty good one. Yeah, she's a good evil. Um, yeah, evil mom. She really got she's, pretty twisted. She's, she one of my favorite things about her too is like the main the final girl who survives when it's revealed that it's Pamela Voorhees. Pamela Voorhees 
is first revealed as like a savior. Like the girl thinks she's being saved. She's like, oh, thank goodness you're here. And she's like, oh, no, we're not in danger. Don't worry. And then she tells this whole thing about Jason. And you as the audience, if you're, you know, if you've suspended your disbelief and you're in it, you kind of believe that she might be this person who's going to help for a second. But then you're like, wait, why would you be talking about your dead son now that and and commenting on his birthday in this scary yeah. situation and then you're like oh shit it's not what it seems here and Great then she reveal. starts tormenting her and it's good she doesn't get her right away and she you know there's a lot of cat and mouse at the end of that movie yeah. and a great obviously a great fight and with a great death for for pamela Voorhees too fantastic yeah it, it, the first one's pretty solid it's a really solid movie i like it's it. really really good it's interesting because it's kind of not i mean it's part of the canon of the rest of the series but it's not what the rest of the series is. Yeah, it's you know not, what I mean? not Jason, for sure. But yeah, no, I think she's she's one of the first. When we started toying with the idea of Mean Moms, she was one of the first ones I thought about. But Do she's have- also interesting, too, because in a lot of the movies that we mentioned, like the mom is inwardly mean, but outwardly, other people perceive her as being nice and awesome, but then inwardly, she's mean. Pamela Voorhees is a good mother. She loves Jason. She wants, she, you know, he was her special boy and, and she probably gave him everything he wanted. She was probably a good mother. She She just give him any, everything. She could have given him water wings. (laughs) 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 She knew he couldn't swim. She brought him to a camp on a lake. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? You get like outwardly she's evil. Like to anybody, she's protecting her family. It's kind of this mama lioness thing, which I don't know if we have a lot of examples of that. It'd be interesting to think of maybe a few more, but I think that is a classic example of where the mama lioness is the bad guy as opposed to the hero. Because I do have some examples later where... You know, there's there's a mother who's protecting her child, and that's why she's she's being aggressive and a badass and violent. But uh, very rarely in movies is the protective mother the bad guy. Yeah, I I, I agree. I have a couple of those too, where it's I have, I think I have one one real good example. But well, I mean, we might as well get into it. I had it's it's a gray area that I wanted to put on. Is right. is Lindo Hamilton as Sarah Connor? Is she a bad mom or a good mom? Do humans survive the robot apocalypse? I feel like that's the the crux of that answer. Well, the funny thing is, like, she starts as kind of a bad mom. Like, it's in in the beginning of Terminator Two, her son has been kind of abandoned. He's a piece of shit, and <laughs> he feels he feels abandoned. Like, he's like, my mom's crazy and didn't care about me. All she cared about was the apocalypse. But you know, she was training me to be this soldier, but it was all bullshit. But then the robots show up and it's like, your mom was right. So, but still, like, she's probably a hard ass to have as a mother. I guess she's probably not a good mother, but she was a good leader of the human beings. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think she was outweighing or she was outweighing the needs of the many for the needs of the few. You know what I mean? She's like, yeah, I got to go away from I got to fuck this kid's childhood by teaching him all this survival shit and then leave him. But it will be better. Yeah for him for for everyone now i mean ultimately i guess for him but for everyone yeah it's it's interesting and it, and it's a it's a good one too i really think that terminator one and two do i think terminator one and two are such good back-to-back sequels because it it really sets up a great tone and then follows through with some amazing implications that it set up in terminator two yeah but that's true yeah she's a she's an interesting one and, and and a badass what a badass but yeah it must be tough when it's like can i play with wire dangers and she's like no you need to learn how to load these bullets and make shotgun shells from scratch <laughs> do you have any other mama lion ones hmm let me let me scroll through my little list 
Let's see here. <laughs> I feel bad. I have Catherine o- o- O'Hara on here a bunch. <laughs> she always kind of plays the actress. <laughs> yeah, not not bad moms, just kind of shitty shitty moms. Like in Beetlejuice, she's kind of a aloof mother whose daughter is obviously trying to commit suicide or thinking about it, and she's just like completely oblivious to that fact. Let's see, Mama Lion ones. I got a good Mama Lion one. Oh, Wendy, Wendy from The Shining. Um, is is a good mama lion one because she you know and she's not a lion she is you know this timid she's a string bean she's a timid string bean but she 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 stands up and saves her son when it counts and like that's that's one of those ones that's so harrowing because she is so small and is so timid and so afraid but does everything she can to save Danny and I think that's a uh, I think that falls under a, you know a good mom category I, I, so I, why, yeah why are you bringing her up on this list well because I, I, I wanted to end with a couple of good moms just so that we kept it balanced and gave people hope but you know <laughs> let's get back to some shitty moms who do you got well I have a I have what you said though like the mama mama bear yeah. situation where she's not actually evil but she's not good and and, and her existing is bad for everyone around her mm-hmm. and that would be the alien queen <laughs> right yeah, she's a mom yeah. she's fucking destroying people she's ripping robots in half she's trying to kill people yeah I think that's the nature of the beast she's not evil per se but yeah, you she's get that just, she's like one a queen of those aunt, mo- yeah you get one of the most amazing feuds in the history of cinema yeah when ripley looks at her with that cocked head and flame throws her kids yep. and it's on for the rest of the movie oh it's so badass and yeah the alien queen is such an awesome because at first she's kind of tied up you know she's she's in this big egg rig apparatus and you're like oh you know she's creepy looking but she's kind of she she doesn't seem like she's going to be getting up anytime soon she's busy pumping out kids but then man when she gets <laughs> mobile it's like oh damn i didn't want to wake that thing up i guess that's the same thing as pamela Voorhees because at that point she's trying to kill ripley out of revenge right she's not trying to save anybody yeah she's not trying to save her kids her kids have already been blown up the queen alien has like the white face cream on. She comes in. She'd be like, you better not make a flute playing Android movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't fuck up my origin story. Oh no. <laughs> she grabs Ridley Scott, drags him into the bathroom and pours borax all over him and then says, clean up this mess. No, she pours borax all over Covenant and Prometheus and was like, clean this up. And he's like, how? How? <laughs> <laughs> you call this good movies? Maybe if you made a better movie, you wouldn't have gotten sold to the mouse. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the alien queen, though, is a, is a good, bad mom. No, yeah. not, not bad mom, but, a, you know, a hard-ass mom. Hard-ass mom. Well, since we're on the anim- the animal side of things, there's one that I saw you put on the list that I thought would, I hadn't thought about this movie in a long time because it's the mm-hmm. one that you watch and you go, well, I'm forgetting about this by tomorrow. <laughs> so, Rumi, what, what other animal did you put on the list? You must be talking about the shark from Jaws the Revenge, right? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Jaws 4, the fourth movie in the series, <laughs> the shark follows the Brody family from America to the Caribbean. Yeah, but not the Brody family, like one of them. The one they could get back for the movie. The mom the mom, and, and one son. Yeah. Because Chief Brody has already died by natural causes. The <laughs> shark got, th- this shark gets one of the brothers in the beginning. There's two brothers. Yeah. 
the beginning of this movie, Shark eats a brother, right? That's this movie? Yeah. He's in a rain slicker. And then that brings the whole family back. And, then they're and, like, the, sh- oh, and the shark's let's... in the sewer and is like, do you like popcorn? Do you, you want a balloon? <laughs> I am, am Jaws, the revenge shark. And you are Michael's brother. <laughs> I don't remember what Michael's brother's name is. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like <clears throat> 1.5 of the actors from... <laughs> From the fucking Jaws yeah. movies, it, Michael, Michael Caine's Caine in this for no reason. For no reason, um, because and, uh, sometimes Mario Van Peebles. Sometimes Michael Caine's down on his luck and does some shitty ass movies. That was when he was like, uh, I don't know what my career holds for me in the future. So, like, he was not ready to stop doing stupid things at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're down in the Caribbean and. Mommy Jaws is fucking some shit up. I mean, we know for a fact that the same shark was in America at the beginning of the movie and then, like, worked her way to the Caribbean to continue to harass this family. Yeah. Out of, again, out of revenge because, I guess, we're supposed to assume that she's related to the... We're supposed to assume that it's a mother because there's a whole mother versus mother thing that they keep hitting on. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, just don't, like, hey, guys, how about we go to a landlocked state to kind of recover from our grief? Like, can we just not go to any water for a little bit? To be fair, though, I don't think sharks are supposed to swim from America to the Caribbean. Like, a single shark should not do that. Yeah. Well, that whole movie is full of, like, never seen a shark do this before moments. And you're like, Yeah, like, jump Great. up in the water, roar, yeah. bite an airplane. Yeah. it's This movie's terrible. This movie's awesome. No, it's, <laughs> it is, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Shit. It ends with her perfectly... Like dartboarding a mid-air <laughs> jaws, like okay. I know you can get go- boats going pretty fast, but they have a boat and the like the the front bow, the big pointy piece that sticks out from the ship. Because I'm not a ship person, it's I a think pointer. they call them sailors. The big pointy, <laughs> the big pointy thing is broken off, so it's sharp and jagged. And the shark jumps into the air, and she perfectly impales it at that moment. And you're like. How fast do you have to be going to impale a like half ton shark? Because it's a big one. How you, like really? How many knots are you going? I believe that's nautical miles. I think that's what they call that speed. Most of them, I think. Most <laughs> of the knots. <laughs> Try not to think about it, Rumi. It's the fourth movie in a killer shark series. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to think about it. Oh my god. Uh, one, yeah, Rumi. it's a shitty movie, but that shark is—I mean, that shark is a mean mom. If it's following, uh, what's her name, the Mrs. Brody, who just looks like a, <laughs> she looks like a mummy by the time that movie comes out. Yeah, <laughs> not a mommy, a mummy. I would just let her go. Well, speaking of mummies, what a great—we've been—we had some good segues this this time. I feel like <laughs> these aren't even planned, everybody. This is yeah. just us being awesome. Yeah. So speaking of mummies, here's a bad mom that haunts her son even after death. We are talking about—I'm sure one that everybody thought of when hearing about this topic. But Norman Bates's mom, Mrs. Bates, the mummy from Psycho. This is this is one that I had too. I actually wrote it as Norma slash. Norm slash and Norma and Bates. Yeah, how uh, this is an interesting one too, and I really like the idea of this one because it's not as straightforward as everybody else. She yeah. is such a big presence that she has taken over part of his mind and yeah. is fucking his life up and everyone's life around him for that. You know. Yeah, especially like after you know, and she's she's dead in the whole movie. She's dead, mm-hmm. and now. I haven't watched the TV show, and I hear I should, and I might give it a chance at some point, but 
it's one of those ones like a retelling. Do I need it? Do I not? But I hear it's really good. Have you seen the TV show? You know, I about a year ago, I tried it. I watched the first three or four episodes. Yeah. It was so far from anything related to Psycho. It's like there's a whole big rapey subplot. There's a whole big like cops looking into something else subplot. And like so many things happened that I was like, what does this possibly have to do with anything? And then I was like, it doesn't. And even if you tie it back in at some point later in the season or later, I was like, I just wanted to watch a psycho TV show. You know what I mean? It's almost like Mm. if you wanted to watch Fast and the Furious and it starts off with them in space fighting aliens, you're like, even if this is great, this is an aliens movie. I wanted to watch a driving cars movie. That's how I felt about the TV show. It was like this huge, like, I don't want to ruin it, but there's like a huge rape thing that happens to somebody and you're like, what does this possibly have to do with where the first movie starts and even if you were to allow the move that the tv show to finish what it was trying to say i'm like but that's not what i was trying to watch i wanted to watch norman and norman bates i didn't want to watch this whole thing so i like it was one of those things where i was like waiting for it to get good and after three or four episodes i was like i don't have time to keep waiting it's interesting i mean i do want to give it a shot because i i hear you know vera farmiga vera farmiga how do we Mm -hmm. want to say her name Vera, whatever, the chick from the Conjuring movies. Um, I like her <laughs> as an actor. She does a really good job. And like, I, I mean, I think she'd be good as this like overbearing mother and I'd like to see their take on it. But yeah, I bet I bet the TV show delves into her being a, a overbearing, creepy mother to begin with. But in the original Psycho, like you just have this mom that's like, don't go out dating people. Come on back, Norman. And, and it's in his head, which is so creepy. Mm hmm. And it's almost like that thing where, like, you don't need an explanation. Like, no, no matter how bad she was or was not in real life, he, it, it scarred him, and that's the important part. Showing me that, you know, it's almost like explaining Wolverine's past too much. Like, mm-hmm. the not knowing is actually part of the interesting part. Well, and also, it yeah. doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. The characters like that because of that. That's the important part. Well, you know how they're about to make a Joker origin movie and I'm just like okay and it's like Martin Scorsese's producing it Walking Phoenix is in it and you're like you have all those elements but you are trying to make something that is in its essence breaks down what makes that character good and it's the mystery of not knowing why he's crazy right right but that's a that's a completely different podcast that's our Joker podcast (laughs) that we'll do at another time with the moms so you know, so you have this super overbearing mom. So I thought I might drop in uh, one of my mispicks of uh, <laughs> the the character actress Anne Ramsey, who you have seen in Goonies and Throw Mama from the Train and stuff like that. She always plays an overbearing, like crappy, angry, just grumpy mom. Mm-hmm. But especially in like Goonies and Throw Mama from the Train, and it. Um, you, she, she's just a classic character for being a bad mom. She's also I, in what's that movie with the they throw a basketball under her head and her head explodes. Oh yeah, what movie was that? Um, uh, it's a look it I, up. I want to say it's a Wes Craven with the robots. Deadly Friend, nineteen eighty six. Did we just watch that? I just watched that. You just watched it, I think. What'd you think of it? Was it it's like a big shitty robot and the girl goes into it? The girl's um, consciousness goes into it at the end? Yes. And and it has a great scene where the guy's like grabbing onto this girl and her skin rips off and she's a robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Wes Craven directed this. I love that movie. 
it's kind of slow, but it ends pretty cool. And it has some, I mean, the basketball kills super famous because she has this basketball and, and uh, you know, a, another shitty mom played by Anne Ramsey uh, is yelling at her and she throws the basketball into her head and her head just explodes. Now, Rumi said this, but this is the mom from Throw Mama from the Train. Yeah. And she was also the, the, the two bad guys's, the two bubbling bad guys' mom slash boss in Goonies. Yep. Imagine a movie where she plays like the good mom. Like imagine a live action version of Beauty and the Beast where she plays Mrs. Potts. I know. She just, she played There cranky. may be something there that <laughs> wasn't there before. <laughs> Taylor's oldest time. (laughs) 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 Oh Oh my God. Yeah, like she's, it's one of those things where, like, I guess she looked in the mirror one day and was like, I want to be an actress, but I'm going to have to be a special kind of actress. I can't be everybody's actress all the time. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) look up a picture of her, like, in the 60s. Did she look pretty? Let's find out. Go to Goonies, Mom, Ugly, Pretty, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you wrote that? Um, Always the same. (laughs) Like I imagine when she was in high school, she had the same face, just with like lighter colored hair. Yeah. She always, always kind of looked the same. Kind of like a grumpy cookie or something. (laughs) (laughs) A grumpy cookie? Like Um, an Oreo that's had a bad day? (laughs) No, when you look this up, there's pictures of somebody has like a chocolate chip cookie that looks grumpy, and then it's next to a picture of Anne Ramsey. <laughs> she's a good one. She's actually one of the ones. I didn't put her on my list, but she's one of the ones that I thought of, and then I saw her on your list. And I got well, happy. I mean, she's not evil, you know. She's she's just a just a grump, you know. Mm, just super I feel like cranky. Children killing is probably evil in most situations, and she oh, was ready to kill those Goonie kids. I mean, in Goonies, you're right. She is right? evil. I remember seeing Goonies a little too young and the moment when I'm like, don't talk to those strangers. Don't talk to those strangers. And then when they, the kids escape through the woods and then the car pulls up and it's the, you know, it's them again. It's like, oh no, barely even friends. Then somebody bends unexpectedly. (laughs) (laughs) I... I now want her to be Mrs. Potts in a rendition of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, now I have to do the sad thing and be like, alive, question mark? <laughs> I'm thinking no. No, I think she died recently. Like within the past couple of years, I think she died. Ironically, she died in a terrible train accident. <laughs> <laughs> did she Did she get thrown from it by Billy Crystal? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Who else do we got here? Um, oh, I got a good one. Okay. Super overbearing, super, super mean. It is Vera Cosgrove from Dead Alive. Oh, interesting. Now, okay. this is one of my favorite splat stick movies. I know it's super over the top and, and, and some people it's a little too much for, but I love the scope of this film. But it's about a crappy mom and her poor son who she's just super mean to, won't let him date anybody. He has to take care of her at all times. She gets bit by like an evil zombie rat monkey and then starts turning <laughs> into a zombie. And it's so gross. She's falling apart. She's a mess. He still has to take care of her now that she's a zombie. But the end of the movie, she turns into a gigantic demon and stuffs him back into her stomach. Oh. Yeah, my mom tried to do that once as well. (laughs) (laughs) Not because she was bitten by a zombie monkey. 
did you fight your way out and like aliens out oh, of Oh, I didn't stomach? get put back in. No fucking way. Oh, okay. That was when I moved out. I was like, I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Dead Alive, the final battle is she grows to the size of like three stories as this giant like demon monster and swallows her son whole and then he bursts out of her stomach and it's so gross i need to see that movie i haven't seen that movie in so long i I, that's finding a copy of it's nearly impossible that's the problem where where's my shout factory where's my arrow why why aren't you guys on this what the fuck's going on come on let's get this dvd back yeah shout factory is awesome shout factory would be like hey we're releasing this movie you're like that's amazing and like and these other three movies that you never heard of or seen and you're like i don't can i trade four of those for one dead alive Yes, please. Can I get some Dead Alive back in the house? Like the Blu-ray for Dead Alive right now, and it doesn't. I don't think it has any special features on it or anything. That Blu-ray goes for like two hundred bucks. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it under for realistic prices on eBay, but like, yeah, it doesn't have anything on there. And you're like, well, yeah. I know if I'm gonna buy that, it's just gonna come right back out. Well, then you need to bite the bullet. Buy it so that the rest of humanity gets so, a better. So Blu-ray. the rest of us can get a better print. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can sell it for two hundred dollars on eBay because. That's apparently what it's going for. It's the first out of print non-featured <laughs> Blu-ray. It is. It uh, seems like it. Oh, all right, I got one more good one. All right. Drop and it this is, me. I guess this is kind of, no, Mama Bear is part of it, but that's not really it. Okay. This is, this is my last big one though. Are you ready to start bringing it home? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I got time out. Who played Jessica Rab- Rabbit? What's her name? Jessica Rabbit was Jessica Rabbit. What are you talking about? She was a cartoon. <laughs> Nobody played Who her. Who did her voice? <laughs> Jessica Rabbit was Jessica Rabbit. Wow, this search result has brought back some interesting... (laughs) (laughs) Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. So I got Kathleen Turner Mm -hmm. in the movie Serial Mom. Have you seen that? No, I have not. (gasps) Oh, you need to see that. You like it. Really? Kathleen Turner plays the typical mom next door in a pretty, you know, chill American family. I believe Ricky Lake is her daughter. And her son is Andy from Child's Play 3. I forget who her husband is, if he was an actor or not. I believe one of her neighbors is the the overweight redhead lady who is the, the principal secretary in Ferris Bueller. Okay. And she plays like an all-American mom next door, the best, you know, making pie, singing to birds outside. Like, literally, it's... It, this is a John Waters movie now that I think of it, dude. Holy shit. It, it also has the guy who is in Scream. One of the killers from Scream is in it, isn't it? Oh, Matthew Lillard. Matthew yeah. Lill- oh, you know what? Matthew Lillard is her son. The guy who plays Andy from Child's Play 3 is his is his best friend. Okay. She it, it sets her up to be this great mom, but then very quickly she starts killing people around her who are like fucking with her. So like oh. someone someone makes fun of her daughter, she kill or you know a teacher comes on to her daughter or something, she kills that guy. Uh the neighbor is uh, snooping and sees her, you know, cleaning up a body. She kills that person. But it's like very tongue in cheek funny. It's John uh, Waters, though. Is it as yeah, ra- yeah. Is it as raunchy as his normal fare? It's not sexual raunchy, and it's really not even that violence raunchy. It's a fun ride. Like I think I saw it in fifth or sixth grade with my best friend at the time in theaters. Clearly, our parents didn't really know. I mean, my parents probably would have let me, but. They probably would have went with me, I think. Hmm. It was funny as fuck. She's killing people with pokers. She runs someone down in a car while singing the whole time. It's It really is 
creepy, but with a an overlay of comedy on it, so it makes the creepiness less less creepy. It makes it less uh, easy to deal with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's great, dude. You would, I think, you would have a blast with it. You should check that out. Serial I'm adding Mom. it to my watch list right now. It's really, really, really funny, and she does stand a great by. I'm job. adding it to my watch list. I'm just kidding. You can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> she. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other kills that she does. I want to say she does one maybe with a chainsaw or something like that, Ooh. but she definitely kills someone with a poker. You said um, chainsaw. Now I'm going to watch this movie. If there's not a chainsaw, I'm going to no, hate I it. No, I said maybe a chainsaw. She kills... <laughs> there are some really good kills in it, and she like she goes all out. She kills someone at a science fair, I think. It's, re- it's a lot of fun, but it's definitely like... Um, there's a couple instances where she's killing for like mama bearness yeah but there's other times where she's just killing she at the end at just the end of the, the movie the, the ennui of suburbia she just drives her to murder yeah that's that's like well it doesn't really give a, a re like there's no ultimate reason but she's like at trial at the end for all this stuff and like a lot of the the, the people in the movie are relating to her and being like yeah okay you're serial mom I kind of get why you would do that and then I think I don't, I don't want to ruin it, but the it's not a spoiler spoiler, but the movie ends with her killing a woman in the bathroom yep. because she was wearing white shoes after Labor Day. Damn. And she's like, no white after Labor Day. And the other girl says something like, that's an old rule, you bitch, or something like that. And she kills her, and I think, I think she kills her, and then there's like blood on her shoe or something like that, and that's the nod to the family where they're like, no, she really is doing this. Oh my god, that's I do need to see this. I'll check it out. That's that's you'd, on my you'd new like watch it. list. It's really fun. Serial Mom. It's very very fun. Nice. <laughs> since since I completely misconstrued the assignment, I have a, a <laughs> list of other moms that we can run down quickly just to to laugh at some yeah, of these dude, ones. Yeah, do it. I'm just bang it through. So like I had a bunch of these Disney moms on here and it's like if you're a stepmom stepmom in a movie, you're probably a, a piece of shit parent like yes. the witch the witch in Snow White, the uh, stepmom in Cinderella, they're all just shitty to their kids who, uh, if you were nice to them, you might get some of that Disney magic money. Come on. <laughs> uh, another shitty mom. We got the mom from Precious. Holy shit. There's a shitty oh, mom. Oh, see, I never saw that movie, but that, that well, definitely is one that came to mind. She she is a piece of shit to her daughter and at one point throws her, like, ba- her grandchild down like on the floor like chucks them on the ground that's pretty shitty don't do that <laughs> the movie kind of counts as evil i feel like yeah she's throwing she's, children is the same as yeah she she's evil as hell in that movie um the mom from goodnight mommy we talked about it on our killer kids episode mm-hmm. um you seen this one yet that's the one with the two boys and the yeah no uh super good dude um the mom's kind of I, I don't know if she's evil but you you it makes you wonder you're like is she evil is she even herself or is she a monster what's going on we don't know super cool uh babadook is she a bad mom or is she just crazy oh interesting i guess that's a good if you you know before you get to the end of the movie that's an interesting question right yeah and it's like she and again it's like she's trying to be a good mom but her kid is a pain in the ass so i kind of like give her a bye i'd be like if you killed that kid i don't know if i'd like blame you he's kind of annoying (laughs) (laughs) i'll throw one on that list the same thing the um the woman who played tim allen's wife in home improvement yeah she was in a christmas evil and her son is complaining about santa claus being outside and she slaps him across the face for absolutely no reason like i got a good couple slaps in my face when i was younger for things that i think are no reasons 
Oh, yeah, man. I wasn't like beaten or anything, but every once in a while I would give some back talk or something and get a crack. And get like crack? Mm. most of them, like I don't remember specific instances, but once in a while I was like, I don't think I deserve that. That kid <laughs> did not fucking deserve that. That mom was no. not a good mom. Oh man, yeah. Christmas Evil has one, and then um, that pretty that's much the... all moms in all moms in Christmas horror movie are bad because they did not lock the door while boinking Santa Claus like boinking Santa. first of all if you, have, if you have kids and you're getting stuck you should probably lock your door it doesn't matter if you think there's a chance that them seeing you will turn them into killer Santa Clauses yeah like just so that you don't traumatize your kid or have them see you boinking you should lock your door I feel like that's I will plug our uh, Christmas PSA that we did this year it's it's real <laughs> short it's like a minute long but it's like how to make sure your kids aren't watching you stoop Santa Claus yeah and it, that's like that's like for real like I know we're having a good time here making fun of mean moms but seriously if your kids see you banging a Santa Claus they will grow up to be Santa Claus themed killers Serial listen killers. to this PSA it'll take a couple minutes but you'll learn a lot <laughs> Another one I have that I know you don't watch the show, but if we didn't mention Cersei from Game of Thrones, not sure. only is she a shitty mom, but she's also a shitty aunt because her brother <laughs> is the father of their children, so she's the aunt mom. And um <laughs> and yeah, she is a severe piece of shit and loves her children. She's it's again, it's one of those I'm a good mom, but to protect my my little inbred kids, I'm going to kill everybody and because of her vicious political aspirations all her kids get killed i think my mom would do that for my sister not for me i would have to earn my own kingdom but i think my mom would like red wedding people for my sister you're the peter dinklage of your family (laughs) uh yeah i kind of am Yeah, so we talked about, uh, yeah, the questionable moms. I, to end this, because we've been bang, bagging on moms for this whole thing, I had some good moms. I had some ones that I think did a good job in movies of being good parents. Okay. Can me throw these out here? Yeah. So I got the mom from Incredibles. Uh, she's awesome because she let her kids be superheroes. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, the mom from Poltergeist, who I think just did her best to get her daughter back from a slimy closet. I disagree because she found a part in her kitchen that could shoot things across the room and after a couple tries, put a kid on it and see what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good. Julie Anders from The Sound of Music, although the more I think about it, it's like then you put your kids into like entertainment slavery, so maybe you weren't a good mom. Oh, but save them from Nazis, so... <laughs> <laughs> true. Depends true. on how you look at it. True. <laughs> if you were a better mom, we'd be dead now. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Ju- Julie Andrews always is a good mom, though. I like Julie Andrews. How about nice. the mom from The Omen? There was overwhelming evidence that her son was the Antichrist, and she's like, "No, nah, that's probably fine." The interesting thing, and they killed her off before we got to see this, is would she have like become the mama bear? Like, would she have been like, right. "You can't kill my Satan son." And I'm, well, she, I'm sure, I'm sure if we watched a bunch of satanic movies, I usually don't love like satanic kid movies or satanic movies because they're all kind of the same. Like all exorcist movies are kind of just cookie cutter from the exorcist. Like the exorcist was so fucking good. You can't bring something new to that sort of genre because mm-hmm. you're just rehashing the exorcist and satanic movies kind of have that same problem as it's hard for them to kind of be fresh and new. Yeah. And 
I'm sure if we watched a bunch of them, we'd find a movie where like the mom knows she has the Antichrist and she's protecting him because she loves her son, even though he's a piece of shit devil monster. I guess the mom from The Exorcist is really good, too, because she tries everything she can think of to help her daughter, including exorcism. Like it takes her a minute to get there. She tries all the, you know, the scientific and medical things Mm -hmm. first, but then she's like willing to go to the priest and be like, look, I think that she thinks she's possessed. And then she's like, no, I think she might actually be possessed, but she does everything she can for that girl. To the point that she's like, I'm willing to try magic now. Let's do this. Yeah. 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 After she killed my best friend slash lover. Yep. uh, That I'm kind of not blaming her for. Well, but it's funny though because she kind of starts out as a like not very present mom but you know she gets her mom she she says she's going to get her a horse you know mm-hmm. so I get the feeling that even though she was a, an actress mom she was she was good while she was doing shit right? yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah so there you guys have it Rumi you ready to initiate this launch sequence yeah let's launch these moms alright <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right, at number five, we got the queen aliens. She's one bad mother. She's just laying eggs, and then this chick shows up and, like, burns them all. So you can't really blame her for that, but she is such a scary presence, and she follows them all the way back to their ship on probably a suicide mission. Well, definitely a suicide mission, but even in her animal brain, she knew she wasn't coming back, but she was like, fuck that. I am fucking these people up for messing up my hive. And on a serious note, I have to give her some extra like credit she's a single mom and she's doing everything she can yeah 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 but she has a lot of workers going for her you know she has all of these little like go-to alien guys who are like standing in the corner and they did nothing when her I was gonna say that they were standing in the corner they weren't helping her with child care <laughs> right they weren't like did you see any of those alien guards feeding any kids or carrying eggs no she's just there going <laughs> <laughs> squirting like, those eggs out and those guys are like I'll be up here in this corner I gotta go uh, play poker with the bros come on see you later <laughs> they're like alright but if some if some human comes in here with a flamethrower can you at least come out from the wall they're like okay fine okay fine <laughs> <laughs> nice what do we got at number four number four we got Eleanor Iceland the uh, the Angela Lansbury character from the original Manchurian Candidate yup she is a power hungry woman who just wants to be in control of as much of the world as she can and she will throw her son to the wolves or actually make her son into a wolf for that. Take the fall and do an assassination, take the fall so that she can become more powerful. I think that's pretty fucking evil, especially for a mom. And if you haven't seen this movie, go find it. Like I, I'm, I'm actually really proud how we can every now and then bring out some of these older films that we talk about, you know, like The Bad Seed, uh, like The Third Man, uh, and, and and like Manchurian Candidate. These, you know, these are, are older films that are just fantastic, and 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 you should check them out. So if you haven't seen that one, go find Manchurian Candidate, the original. If you the see Denzel, not bad, but it's not the same. Yeah, but if you put this movie in and Denzel Washington shows up, you're watching the wrong one. So <laughs> yeah, it should also be in black and white. That should be a pretty big tip uh, off. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at number three, we have Norman Bates's mom from Psycho. This mom was so overbearing that she like imprinted herself in his head, even after her death, harassing him from the grave, almost like a ghost, but it was all in his mind turning him into a strange sort of a cross-dressing killer which is freaking gnarly what a scary movie what a great movie and what a great villain even though she's not even in the movie except as a desiccated corpse 
And you know at the end when uh, What's-Her-Name finds her and spins the corpse around. Yeah. And there's that reveal Oof. when Norman Bates, dressed as the mom, runs in that room. Yeah. The mother's voice screams out, I am Norma Bates. Really? Yeah. You never heard that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, like, the, the you know, uh, Janet Lee's sister comes in. She yeah. sees the mom in the chair and we don't yet know it's a corpse. She turns it around and you see it's this mummified corpse. The girl yeah. screams and as she screams, she smacks the light. Oh, the light you starts get that swinging. Great swing, yeah. Yeah, and then Norman Bates runs in and before he gets to the girl, the girl's, I guess, almost brother-in-law grabs Norman Bates. But when he grabs him, you hear Norma, well, you hear Norma's voice go, I am Norma Bates. Wow. It just is another thing that, like, I think that entire sequence there is so layered with all these creepy-ass things. The more I watch it, the more I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, it's wild. Norman Bates, creepy-ass mom. Another killer mom, another horror movie. We got Pamela Voorhees coming in at number two. I guess she's kind of a more efficient killer than Norman Bates's mom was. She yeah. kills it. She racks up that body count a little bit more. She, she um, gets her six degrees of Kevin Bacon through the throat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's true. A little arrow front under the bed. She kills a couple people in that movie, man. That's a yeah. that's a good movie, and she really does. It also is a it's a it's a pretty good motivation. Like you're like, okay, I buy that you would do this for that reason. All right, yeah, that's, totally. That's that's fair enough. And then she does make another appearance a little bit at the end of the second movie, and she's an important part of the mythos of that whole franchise. So yeah, well, and uh, she kind of in the later movies sort of becomes the the Norma Bates of the Jason Voorhees. Like she's talking to him in his head and, you know, kill them, mm-hmm. kill them, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. She's a big part of it. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And at the end of the second one, there's that whole thing where if you cosplay as her, you can confuse her. <laughs> That's something we don't see enough at Comic-Con cosplay of people cosplaying as Pamela Voorhees. It'll be awesome. if, like, Imagine if you were a Jason person, if you were a Jason cosplayer at Comic-Con and you came yeah. across a Pamela Voorhees cosplayer, wouldn't you just look confused and do whatever she said? Oh my gosh. We didn't get to go to Monster Palooza this year, but we really need to go one year and get somebody to come as Pamela Voorhees. That how great would that be? That would how be pretty fucking good. Would cool. that be? Oh, I'm like super pumped to do that now and have like no con in sight where somebody. I feel like one of us should just be one, and one of us should be Jason, and one of us should be Pamela. I think that would be great. Oh man, oh, so fucking cool. Yep, we got Pamela Voorhees cosplaying at number one when we do it but right now she's coming in at number two yeah. on our mean mom's countdown that just leaves a number one spot number one spot goes to joan crawford for no mommy dearest yeah mommy she's dearest. probably the worst mom on this list and Ugh. i guess you know what i didn't think of it what this is i mean that was based on a true story that you know yeah. i don't know i can't tell you exactly what was real and what was fiction and what was embellished but mm-hmm. that that shit was real that was a real bad mom who was doing shit like that and that, yeah. that kid got fucking scarred right super messed up i mean it's based on a book and again like you said i don't know what's true i don't know what's not but most of these pieces seem to be pulled lifted from a book that somebody's claiming is true that's fucked up man because this movie mostly like all the other ones on our list i mean they're not full-on horror movies uh, manchurian candidate isn't like a horror movie but like this is the most horrific thing on the list. 
above ghost brain mom, giant alien sci-fi monster mom, and murderous psychopath, <laughs> the real one is scarier than all of them. And that's that's messed up, dude. Yeah, it's really true. It's, it's always hard to watch or read or see something and be like, that actually happened to someone. Like, that. Ugh. someone's mom said that shit to them. That's fucked up, you know? That's fucked up. Yeah. So there it is. There's our list. Guys, I hope you guys treated your moms better than any of these other moms on this list, but I hope you uh, celebrated Mother's Day well. To the moms who listen, I know my mom does. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Mrs. Aaron. I'm grateful that uh, I didn't have a serial killer mom, but I, I know she would probably go to bat for me pretty hard if, if need be, so I do appreciate that. Anybody can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod. Guys, keep hitting us up. We're getting a lot of great interaction. People telling us about movies I haven't seen I need to check out. People telling us about the cool movies they're watching, the cool comic books they're reading, uh, the cool comic books they're writing. Keep hitting us up at Launchpad Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then on our website, launchpadpod.com. Next week, we have another mini-sode. What have you been watching? That'll... Uh, you know, just fill the time when you're waiting for another one of our big episodes. Till then, Rumi, you ready to blast this thing off? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, here we go. Awesome, dude. Rocketeers out.